It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for the opening, the, the, the opening drive. So you look at the Browns on the injury report, and Dan, I wonder if you could weigh this. They are down to backups for backups on the offensive line. They are missing two of their top three tacklers, I believe, in their defense up front and in the secondary. They have uh, other injuries that they suffered earlier in the season. They are losing the battle of attrition. So collectively, it's a long list with a lot of key guys out. You counter that with the bad news in Chicago, Yannick Ngakwe breaks his ankle, placed on injured reserve, a defense that really I think has been functioning at a very high level. He has not had the type of year he wanted to, but he's a key member of that front four. How do you weigh and balance whose injury situation is going to factor more into this game or who's going to be hurting more because of it? The, the Browns. The Browns are a, a mess right now. You didn't even mention that they're starting their fourth quarterback of the That's season right. in Joe Flacco, which That's is a right. very Bears-like thing to do is to get that far down uh, the quarterback depth chart in, in a season. They are a mess. And, and and you know, we'll get into some of it in the numbers game, but you're just – you're beat up there. Now, the Bears with Ngakwe, that injury, the broken ankle, requires surgery, will end his season, would have hurt them more – a month and a half ago, ago, before Montez Sweat got here. But now, really, all it does is push Demarcus Walker back into a starting role on the edge and then force you, when you get into your third down packages, to compensate there because Demarcus Walker was coming in in those obvious passing downs and rushing from the inside. Well, now that's going to be an opportunity for Javon Dexter to be on the field a little bit more. You would expect Dominique Robinson, who's been inactive for a long stretch here, to get a jersey again uh, and figure into the rotation. Um, but the Bears' defense is has played really well. Now, the the other little wrinkle on the Bears injury report this week is uh, Jaquan Brisker did not practice on Thursday afternoon with a groin issue, popped up on the injury report on Wednesday. And so that's one to keep an eye on because that was a, a new one uh, on Wednesday afternoon. And, and now that uh, threatens to, to keep him out on Sunday. But we'll see where that goes uh, over the next 24, 48, 72 hours. And then obviously we'll have uh, We'll have kickoff on Sunday with a, a a pretty whole Bears team overall ready to take on a, a beaten up Brown squad. Just to clarify, DJ Moore had an ankle situation landed on the injury report on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. I think it sounds like just a Veterans Day. He talked about maybe having it injured last Sunday against the Lions, but doesn't yeah. look at the serious thing. Well, look, he, he, I mean, he he came off the field for about three plays on Sunday, and you were like, uh-oh, what happens to this offense if DJ Moore is gone? Back on the practice field today, was moving around. It didn't look like 100% DJ Moore, but, but Tyke Tolbert, who we talked. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, and entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
to uh, late in the afternoon. So that that it's trending in the right direction, and that that, that there's every expectation that that won't be something that affects DJ's game status. And and thankfully, it won't because DJ Moore has been an absolute uh, firecracker for this Bears offense all season. So health is a huge factor, and I think it gives the Bears hope and a lot of Bears fans uh, the feeling that something good could happen in Cleveland. I get all that. It also is the scene of Justin Fields' first start, which makes this a full-circle moment. You go back uh, to the 2021 season, and he was exposed against the Browns, 6 of 20, nine sacks. Matt Nagy uh, kind of left him uh, – out there exposed and it's been a long time ago and I know that you nobody you've been there for every step of the way does when Fields talked about that moment when he met the media on Wednesday did he say much about it that you think was revealing <laughs> how would you sum up the or has he repressed that memory forever no I thought it was funny because he was asked you know do you have a, a memory of that afternoon he said of course this is my first NFL start everybody was excited had had people there and of course I remember getting sacked too Nine times, as you mentioned, nine sacks in that game, uh, six completions. The Bears walked out of, out of First Energy Stadium, as it was called at that time, with one net passing yard and less than 50 total yards of offense and a absolutely demoralizing loss. But it's such a long time ago. Um, and, and so, like, Justin knows this is a new stage of his career. It's an important time for this current team to try to go win a football game against a, a defense as depleted as it is that's still got plenty of teeth to it, particularly up front with guys like Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith coming after him. And so um, this is a really cool challenge. It's a well-timed challenge. Um, it's well-timed because we want Justin to take these tests in playoff atmospheres with things on the line at this stage of his season. And it's well-timed in another way because that defense isn't at full strength and it gives you an opportunity to maybe go after them uh, and attack them in certain ways. Jim Schwartz is a, a coordinator who's going to, going to throw a lot of man coverage at you. There's a danger in playing man coverage against Justin Fields, because if he gets out with his legs and he's scrambling and you don't have eyes on him, all of a sudden uh, uh, what, what should be a, a six yard run becomes a 55 yard touchdown, you know, as, as a lot of opponents last year saw it. So that chess match, that cat and mouse game will be really interesting to watch on Sunday. And they have a guy who is the consummate game wrecker, fits the definition in Miles Garrett, 13 sacks this year. But, Dan, it ha he's gone three games without a sack. Maybe I just jinxed him, but that's an eternity for a guy like that. Heck, he had four and a half the last time or with yeah. the game we're talking about, four and a half of the nine when that Justin Fields' first start came courtesy of Miles Garrett. I think this is an opportunity the Bears – you know, they have a fullback, and maybe he'll be in the game on, on third down and passing downs. They have Mercedes Lewis. Yep. They can give their tackles help if necessary. I don't know if you want to expose either tackle, even as good as Darnell Wright has been at times. I don't know that you want to ask him to block Miles Garrett one-on-one -on, -one on third and nine. So there are ways that Luke Getze can accommodate uh, or adjust to what Miles Garrett uh, poses defensively. At the same time, this is the number one overall defense for a reason, and even injured, they're going to come after you. Well, and the other thing that they do with Garrett that's super intriguing is they move him around a lot. You know, right. one snap he'll be on the edge, one snap he'll be lined up inside, one snap he'll be over the center, and the next snap he'll be standing up and, and rushing from that position. And so you, you're you going to have to account for him not knowing where he's going to be in a given situation. And so that, that puts a lot on Luke Getze. It puts a lot on Justin Fields. It puts a lot on the protection unit to figure this out, you know, both before the game and, and within the game. And, and, and don't forget that this 
this game is being played in Cleveland, as I, I know you know, which means that this Browns defense has been particularly stingy on their home turf. And part of that is because of the noise that is created inside that building. And so you have to be really on top of it with your silent cadence and 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 being able to be on uh, the ball because the, 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 the Browns defensive line and Miles Garrett in particular will time things up and, and, and they'll get that extra little half step on you. And Braxton Jones said that's going to be just really key for him to be able to understand, um, you know, the, the, the ins and outs of that and be able to, 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 to try to, uh, account for that and contain Miles Garrett in that way. They can do those things with a special player like Garrett. They can get that half step, and maybe that's what's made the difference for them this season. 